Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What are you going to get your family for Christmas this year? Yes, the Omicron variant, obviously. But have you also thought about something comfy for them to wear while they spend days in bed feeling terrible because you insisted on licking everyone at the supermarket because free speech or something? Well, may I suggest popping over to British-Boxers.com for a rather excellent selection of luxury casual wear from pyjamas to pants to face masks, though I guess probably be a bit late for you to grab one of those but maybe i don't know get one for the new year when you go to that massive eric clapton arena concert british boxers are all about slow fashion ethical standards paying workers properly developing local skills and absolutely have no weird associations with bill gates or whoever it is that you blame for stuff this week plus all their clothes are really really comfy too so why not cough up for some of their gear this festive virus season plus if you stick the code parpolbro15 in the checkout bit you'll get 15 percent cough Sorry, off. Merry Omicron, everyone. Hello and welcome to the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that always works from home, but that is because I get asked to leave if I try to record this in the supermarket. I'm Tiernan Duyeba this week as Health Secretary and Sikh Tarsia Sajid Javid says the government will throw everything at beating Omicron. I think they could save a lot of time and effort by just getting the Prime Minister to throw in the towel first. Over the past week, the country has seen a truly worrying rise in case numbers. Yes, it seems like there's absolutely no end to the restriction breaching parties held by government departments. There just ain't no party like a Conservative Party. The initial one at number 10 on December the 18th last year was clearly some sort of super spreader event as it led to parties across Whitehall and Westminster refusing to discriminate based on ministerial position. Stories of parties just keep emerging, amongst them former Education Secretary and Willow the Wisp cosplay Gavin Williamson throwing a reckless party for his staff with wine and canapes, which I find massively shocking as absolutely none of us thought he was capable of organising a piss-up. Then it was revealed that the Department of Work and Pensions used to drink late into the night in basket of old yarn scraps Teresa Kofi's private office. But I suppose, let's be fair, if you were trapped in there with her as she discussed ways to make poor people work for 24 hours a day, then the only way through it would be to drink until you blacked out. This is, of course, on top of the big December the 18th party that may or may not have happened. But this week, one number 10 official said it did happen. It was huge as there were at least 40 to 50 people there. 
huge, eh? 40 to 50 people. I mean, sounds like someone was pretty unpopular as a teenager and only went to the shit gatherings, doesn't it? Former special advisor to the Prime Minister, and what if they made disgruntled potato face shapes, Dominic Cummings, tweeted with all the venom of a man who still hasn't got over how crap his last job was. He said that there were far more parties at Downing Street during Covid restrictions, including one on the night he resigned from working for Johnson. Yes, I bet there was Dom, and he's probably just jealous that there was a leave party he didn't get to take part in. Considering his own Barnard Castle antics, you'd have thought he'd have turned up anyway. Then on Saturday night, pictures were leaked to the Prime Minister and what if the Dulux dog smoked 500 a day, Boris Johnson, sitting between colleagues as he hosted the number 10 Christmas quiz while the rest of the country was in lockdown last year. Downing Street say the Prime Minister only briefly took part to thank staff virtually, which does sound right as he does most things virtually, such as virtually turning up to work, virtually running the country, virtually having policies or virtually parenting. Did he break the law by breaching Covid restrictions that allowed no household mixing? Or worse, did he just mock the public who were all stuck at home having to find excuses to avoid shitty Zoom quizzes with that one friend who took it far too seriously and made all the questions really, really hard? So that's a quiz on top of the party that may or may not have happened. But a video was suspiciously leaked to ITV News last week of former ITV employee and when you make a shadow face using your knuckles Allegra Stratton, making lots of jokes about the December 18th Christmas party that may or may not have happened during a mock press conference at the time. Well, I mean, it was a mock press conference, isn't they? I thought they were for mocking, right? Isn't that what they're... Anyway, it was filmed in the £2.6 million White House-style press briefing room built by a Russian-owned company and now isn't used anymore and was often called a massive waste of money. But I reckon now that one clip of Allegra Stratton went viral across all of the news channels, it definitely earned its worth. I mean, for starters, rather than getting the Prime Minister or anyone with actual responsibility for the party to resign, what it did was cause Allegra Stratton to resign from a job that has nothing to do with the one she was in a year ago and for making a joke about a party she might not have been at. So, I mean, what further accountability could we actually ask for? Well, I mean, unless we're now lucky enough to hear that someone who walked past the party and who has a distant cousin that once worked in local government, unless we hear they made a passing remark and then they owned up to it and resigned from their job in a high street shop, probably absolutely none. This was all so devastating for the government that after that video was leaked, they pulled all representatives from the news shows the next day and even the health secretary, Sajid Javid, cancelled his announcement about the booster jabs rollout because it made him too upset. Really? Which bit? Knowing that it was made public that the Conservatives laugh at the expense of others? Or was it seeing two people make a joke and then laugh, making Sajid Javid realise he's never had that experience or enjoyed anything? Now he feels bereft and once again uncertain if he's just a replicant created to work in finance. Maybe Javid felt upset because someone said a joke and as we all know, jokes are far more dangerous and more galling to the British public than the actual breaching of the rules themselves. So full respect to Allegra Stratton for being brave enough to take the hit and leave a job absolutely none of us knew she actually had. Stratton was the official spokesperson for the COP26 climate conference and now she's gone. Who's going to do that important job for an event that happened two months ago? It's very hard to say, but I'm glad someone is being responsible here. The Prime Minister said he was sorry to lose Stratton, probably because he's running out of other people to use as human shields. But he's also said the party didn't happen because, hey, we've all been so drunk we've missed events in our own home, right, and won't even believe it when other people tell us that it went on. For me, it happened when I was 18 after our A-level results, but the Prime Minister probably didn't have time then as he was too busy burning money in front of homeless people, so he's had to just fit in that life experience somewhere, and I think that's fair. 
Luckily, Allegra Stratton making a joke a year ago about an event that may not have happened means Johnson has ordered in an investigation to find out if he is telling the truth or not. Cabinet Secretary Simon Case is going to look into all the parties, especially because he has the sort of name that you'd make up on the spot if asked who'd be looking into it. Uh, yeah, Simon Case is investigating, as is a Phil Detective and Linda Probe. Case can investigate anything he thinks he should, from the parties, or why number 10 just didn't give a more realistic excuse that the quiz was actually a Cobra meeting, but the staff have to call it something like quiz or party, or the Prime Minister just won't bother to turn up and look at the answers. Case says he'll report back as soon as possible, and maybe even by the end of the week, because number 10 is quite big, and so takes several days to fully whitewash. How else do you cover up a mess at Downing Street now that gold wallpaper isn't allowed? In amongst everything else, the Electoral Commission reported last week that they decided the Prime Minister did break the law with his flat refurbishments. Well, it's nice to have themed illegal decorations for your illegal parties, right? The EC said the laws around reporting and recording donations were not followed and they fined Johnson £17,800, which probably means he now won't be able to afford to cover the pedal bins in diamond sequins. With the parties, the criminally bad refurb choices and last week's coke-binging MPs, it's very much been crime week at Westminster. And if you remember, the Conservatives are tough on the causes of crime. So tough that Boris Johnson's own standards commissioner and sad uncooked sausage, Lord Christopher Gate, has thought about quitting his position, but won't. I guess that means he'll just have to wait till a year from now when he's doing a completely unrelated job. It's not just Gate that's unhappy, but not enough to actually do anything about it. Tory MPs are too, and are reportedly saying things like Johnson has fucked it, or that he's lost the dressing room. Though that could be because it got wallpapered over with the gold leaf brought by a private donor. Conservatives have already been putting their hat into the ring to be the You thought that was bad, well hold my beer, next leader of the party party. Current favourite is Foreign Secretary and proof of sentient gas beings, Liz Truss, who would be a good way to show the rest of the world that we're a country that has such equal opportunity, we'll let absolutely any idiot have their day. Truss's current big hits are scoring trade deals worse than the ones we had while in the EU and then pretending they're not. But I suppose in a way that is giving foreign aid as many countries are now profiting off us in ways that they didn't before. Maybe Truss would be better than Johnson as Prime Minister, if only because any attempts at corrupt deals with her friends will probably end up being for far less than he managed, which may inadvertently save us cash. Former Health Secretary and gormless face drawn on a cycle helmet, Matt Hancock, has apparently registered his interest in being the next Prime Minister, which you might think is laughable, but actually, much like Boris Johnson, Hancock has fucked a lot of things up, given contracts to mates, let a lot of people die, breached Covid rules and cheated on his wife, so he's basically a shoo-in when it comes to equal experience for the job. Another rumour is that Home Secretary and human chafe Pretty Patel is also keen to replace Boris Johnson, though that could just be because she loves the idea of forcefully removing someone from their home. Whether or not any of this is true, it does mean that the party are maybe ready to push for a no-confidence vote in the Prime Minister, and allies of former PM and stalagmite Theresa May are preparing to send in letters this week, which should equal to all of two of them. Labour leader and man entirely composed of unnecessary packaging, Keir Starmer, has been stepping up his opposition too, this week demanding the Prime Minister apologise for breaching the rules. Yes, Keir Starmer gets all of his opposition responses from supply teachers who've lost control of the classroom. The Labour leader says the Prime Minister may have broken the law, but hasn't called for him to resign just yet as, you know, what if he hasn't broken the law on this occasion as opposed to all the others and was just morally reprehensible and reckless in a way that's detrimental to the country? Well, then Starmer would look like a right ninny, wouldn't he? So it's best just not to say it. 
So there's a lot of pressure. Okay, some pressure. Okay, a tiny bit of pressure on Boris Johnson to resign right now. With all eyes on the by-election in North Shropshire this week, where the Prime Minister's name is apparently a hindrance to local Tory campaigners who are really just hoping everyone forgets their former MP was massively corrupt and his party tried to let him off the hook for it. According to the bookies, the Liberal Democrats are top runners to take the seat, even though they only came third last time, says every chance they're just using their own party's special bar charts. If the Tories do lose it though, which would be a big upset, then calls for Johnson to resign may get louder, though probably still not loud enough to be heard over all the bangers at the many parties in Downing Street. Luckily for Boris Johnson, two things have happened that may have saved his necks. One is that baby Johnson, number 1087, has been born. Though there is some concern that the little girl is actually his or not because the Prime Minister never turns up on time and yet this baby arrived exactly when needed. This does mean it's unlikely there'll be more parties at number 10 this year though as with two small kids it'll be hard enough to get them to go to sleep without all the tunes downstairs. Johnson might now take some very well-timed parental leave which is usually what he calls it when he walks out on his partner and kids and fucks off for someone younger. Some people are claiming that the baby is completely made up in order to save Johnson's job but let's be fair if there is one thing that he can successfully produce it is children. The other possible saving factor for the Prime Minister is our friend Omicron, as the UK has levelled up to Covid Tier 4, which I think is when you have to wear a mask when hosting illegal Christmas parties and quizzes so no one knows it's you when the pictures leak. Boris Johnson pre-recorded a nationally televised message in which he still managed to fuck up his lines. Speech lines, that is. The other ones were snorted quickly in between takes to keep him awake and ready for the party later. He is a new dad, you know, so he needs them. Cut him some slack. Sorry, gack. The Prime Minister warned that an Omicron tidal wave is coming, though he only knows that because he caused it when he ignored all the rules and cannonballed into the deep end. He set a new booster jab target to give every adult that wants one a chance to book in before the end of the year, and the army is going to be called in to help too. Yes, nothing says desperate eccentric dictator who's lost the plot like a sudden announcement that the army are going to administer shots on civilians. Extra sites are going to be opening up and more volunteers trained in vaccination, but many are struggling to book appointments on an overburdened NHS site, so it seems like the main booster Johnson is hoping for is to his reputation. As of today, people are being told to work from home if they can, something the Prime Minister has of course already breached by visiting a vaccination centre. A vote tomorrow in the Commons will determine if large events need you to show a Covid passport, but it's likely several Conservative MPs will rebel, like MP Marcus Fish, a man who looks like a cross between the old BBC Narnia series and a Boyle. He says he'll vote against them because the UK is not Nazi Germany. Yes, sure, I mean, I had forgotten the bit in Schindler's List where the Nazis demand people show them an app on their phone, otherwise they can't can't go into a nightclub and have fun and not get ill. Marcus Fish did vote for the Nationality and Borders Bill last week though, which will give the Home Office power to remove British citizenships without warning, and that is proper fashy. So maybe what Marcus meant was that he didn't want vaccine passports because that would make us less like Nazi Germany, he wants us to be more like Nazi Germany, where in fact they relaxed vaccine mandates. I look forward to his next TV appearance where he insists he will be voting for conscription because this still isn't Nazi Germany and really needs to hurry up and get there. Incidentally, after the very scary Nationality and Borders Bill passed, the Home Office had a drinks reception to celebrate breaching international law and becoming closer to the sort of villains you'd expect to see James Bond try and stop. And it ended up being a Covid spreader event. Hey, feels like proper karma that they've all been attacked by foreign invaders. There is a lot of rage about these new harsh restrictions, which are exactly the same as they've had in Wales and Scotland for ages and aren't really all that harsh. I say though, is it upset and more restrictions or is it joy that we now have a new Christmas tradition to enjoy every single year? 
Labour will be voting with the government on Tuesday, which will block the Tory rebellion, though Starmer says he's not supporting the government by doing that. I think he might feel quite gutted when he finds out exactly how voting works. Starmer said actually is to support the NHS and he's doing his own pre-recorded televised message in response to Johnson's to say, I don't really know. Actually, I don't know how you're going to give an opposition to someone telling you to get your booster jab. Is Starmer going to tell you to not get boosted? Or was it that he was just jealous that Johnson got to take up five minutes saying absolutely nothing, which is very much Starmer's own brand. So now he's going to have to do seven just to get his title back. It's very hard to say. My concern is that a new restriction we haven't been told about is that every night someone else will have to do a pointless televised message telling you to do exactly the same thing. There's been one death in Britain of someone with Omicron, though we don't yet know if it was actually from the virus itself or they just had it when they died. Some reports say that Omicron is more mild than Delta, but it's still too early to know. It is, however, spreading faster than invites to government parties, which is a massive concern. Thankfully, half-hearted restrictions, unlikely booster targets, and now people unable to get hold of lateral flow tests should mean that we give this new variant a proper go so we can see what it's really capable of. Never ever say the Conservatives don't support and encourage new developments. The question now is, what will last longer, Omicron or Boris Johnson's time in number 10? There's a question for your next quiz, Prime Minister. Howdy, 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 Parpol Brods. Um, uh, You can probably hear I've got the cold. I had my booster last week and um, I've been wondering maybe I should save it for coming up to a ramp or taking a shortcut hey 90s gaming joke for you there um, no it actually sort of uh, knocked me flat uh, I had, um, had my previous ones were AstraZeneca and they were fine then I had Moderna and I've uh, spent just days days of needing a Lemsip cold and flu max I'm up to the eyeballs of that stuff I have been I'm off it now I've managed to wean myself off it even though it's just so tasty isn't it um, but now I'm just, I've got the croakiness I've still got some leftover lovely phlegm uh, but I think it means I'm immune and, and powerful probably uh, I don't really know so I'm editing out quite a lot of coughs on this week's podcast maybe I should have left them in is that a bit of oral fun for you? maybe it's sort of like um you know it helps you uh, I don't know if it's sort of an information service if you hear what sort of coughs I got from the booster maybe you'll have different coughs or maybe you'll be able to work out that your coughs are caused by COVID itself or inhaling all the smoke from those fires you caused during your sort of arson rampages it might be useful for you to be able to differentiate so maybe I should leave them in I'm not going to leave them in it's probably not that pleasant to hear um, how are you doing I have to say this is a bit I know, I'm going to get in trouble here I'm not that bothered by the Prime Minister hosting a quiz for like staff I don't know everyone was like yeah gotcha and it's like you know what that's probably the most reasonable thing if all those staff had to work all the time he hosted a quiz for them I mean if anything he probably made the quiz worse by hosting it he probably read the answer out instead of the question that sort of shit would really annoy me but the quiz but hey I'm going with it I'm going with it it's the whole Al Capone thing isn't it how Al Capone got done for his taxes instead of all the absolutely horrific shit that he got done and I think there'd be something really lovely about uh, Boris Johnson a man whose career was boosted by being on uh, Have I Got News For You which isn't really a quiz but if it was then destroyed by doing a quiz I'm all for that. I, there's there's something I quite like about the uh, the way that comes back around. And if anything, quizzes are competitions. Conservatives are big fans of uh, competition. It's something that feels incredibly appropriate about it all. Um, I got in trouble this week because I was having a go at Keir Starmer's responses on Twitter. Uh, some, uh, somebody I like, uh, I think he misses this, uh, had a go at me for saying, you shouldn't be having a go at Starmer when Boris Johnson can't even talk. I know he can't. I criticise Boris Johnson all the fucking time. But I think it's also fair to criticise Keir Starmer for being an absolutely useless wet fish of a man uh, with just, uh, he should apologise. I mean, that is the weakest 
weakest, most boring answer, isn't it? I mean, I know, I know there's this whole idea of maybe people would like boring. No, what you want is actual hope and, and optimism and an alternative view. I mean, so many of our issues uh, in this country date all the way back to the 80s. Obviously, many date back to now. The issues from kind of the neoliberalism of the 80s and a lot of Starmer's policies are just more of the same shit but less bad than the Conservatives are doing it. I've, it's a joke I used to tell about, um, you know, it's like an option of saying, oh, no, this bucket's full of shit. Maybe if you piss in it, all the shit will go. Oh, no, now it's full of piss. We'll have to shit in it again. And that is very much where politics feels again. It'd be nice, wouldn't it, if just at some point we dreamt that another future was possible, one that was actually brighter and took in consideration all the actual concerns we have now of climate change and AI, but also the ever-changing sort of uh, social needs that we have and lifestyles, you know, rather than just, no, we won't nationalise the rail. Absolutely nobody wants that, even though they do and all the public polls say they do. So, I, you know, um, obviously I'm going to vote against the Conservatives uh, whenever that opportunity arises. But I think it is still very important to criticise um, all the other parties uh, all the time uh, as well. I mean, it's very important. I, it's a story I've told a long time ago on this podcast, but I remember many years ago during, during the Miliband years doing a gig for the Labour um, Party in Norwich and they laughed when I told jokes about Conservatives laughed when I told jokes about Lib Dems and I told a joke about Labour and they booed and it was like no 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 you've got to be able to laugh at yourselves um, otherwise you will never learn you'll never learn Yes, so that is the uh, powerful thoughts from my cold flu head today. I've basically checked out. I've checked out for Christmas now. Um, I was meant to have some work this week. It's all gone. Lots of comedy is already disappearing because it turns out that people don't like the idea of sitting in an unventilated room uh, and laughing and catching COVID just before Christmas. So that's fun. That's fun losing all that money uh, just before the big day. But it's okay. I am largely just enjoying it and deciding that what I need to do is sit very still and eat a lot of Twiglets until I'm sick. So that has been my main festive plans um so this is the last one this is the last podcast before christmas unless of course something big happens it probably but i don't think it will it's not going to happen is it but unless of course something big happens like you know the conservatives lose north shropshire and boris johnson resigns none of that i don't think any of that's going to happen so it's the last one and there's no guest because the guest i was going to have replied to me like today saying hey i can record now it's it's too late you've done it all too late so um, there will also probably be a new Stradamus at some point in the new, uh, just before the new year, if I can uh, check his availability and see if he's around to record some incredible predictions for the politics of 2022. But otherwise, I'm finishing this up right here uh, on this week's show. So thank you again, thank you for for listening to um, 2021's partly political broadcast. Holy shit, another year of going. Ah oh, no, it's terrible. Um, it's exhausting, isn't it? I, I was realising again writing this week's podcast, going, oh, I've I've already done so many jokes about all these things. Um, I'm going to have to, re- I think I have to spend the Christmas holidays just thinking of new ways to say, but they lied, but there's COVID. Uh, there must be new jokes out there somewhere. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, um, if you enjoy this, tell other people to... Um, I, I was going to say to enjoy it. You will enjoy this. That's very forceful, isn't it? Um, but please do spread the word about it. Do, hey, join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Bro. It honestly really helps me out and allows me to say every week, I'm not going to take other work. I'm going to do this show, um, which uh, I mean, I do anyway. And then it just leaves me broke. So if you join the Patreon, that would be a lovely Christmas present. Or, and I'm going to plug it this week because it's nearly Christmas, Kofi, K-O-F-I.com forward slash Bro. If you just want to buy me one of those, I was going to say a Christmas 
Christmas coffee, but I don't drink them because I'm diabetic and one of them sends me through the sky. Um, but I will, uh, I'll just sort of like, I'll look at a mince pie while drinking one. That may help. Um, also, the other thing to say is that... Uh, Next year, I'm going to be trying to do a, a number of things. I'm sort of thinking about doing a new hour show if comedy is going to be allowed. I'm going to be doing a work in progress at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 4th. I'm doing a live partly political on the 5th, as well as a comedy club for kids, and then our kids' politics show on the 6th. I'm basically just going to be living in Leicester for several days. Um, but I'm also thinking I might be trying some new material stuff on Twitch. Um, if I can do live gigs, I will, but <laughs> who knows if that's going to happen? Um, who knows if Leicester Comedy Festival is going to happen? But either way, I'm really keen to be writing a brand new stand-up show so um i may be doing some last minute announcements on social media going i'm going on twitch now if you'd like to hear me do 20 minutes of brand new jokes for a stand-up set jokes which are different to jokes from this podcast jokes but also sometimes will be the same jokes um so do keep an eye out for that um and otherwise really i suppose um just have a nice christmas i am obviously going to be watching the news this week in case i need to do any more things but then thursday um parliament's gone and maybe just turn it off for a bit if you can i might just watch endless muppets um from now until the new year you're saying but you said you wouldn't watch the news anymore ah, i know i know there's the joke um but yeah have a break ignore ignore those muppets watch other muppets um and this will return at some point in january when i've had a rest and whenever this silly cough finally goes uh right and um now ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that's all for this week's Partly Political Broadcast podcast. And thank you for spending yet another year with this weekly collection of despairing jokes and insights into the continuing collapse of democracy. If you've enjoyed even one minute of the past year's many episodes, please do recommend it to other humans you know and don't hate. Throw a Christmas slash, oh look, all the comedy has died again, pity donation to the patreon.com forward slash bro or ko-fi.com forward slash bro, or even just give a kindly five-star review at Apple Podcasts or the like. Feliz Navidad and all his friends to Acast for hosting this here nonsense, my brother Last Skeptic for all the jingles, and Cat Day for linear liner notes. 
And this will be back in 2022 when Liz Truss changes her official title to Prime Godminster Cheddar and the country bulks as for yet another month in a row the supermarkets are filled with only cheese. All the newspapers run the headline, A Mature Leader for the 200th Time, and those with dairy allergies are deported. Bye. This week's show is sponsored by Christmas Rave Up this December, featuring Boris on the decks dropping the big fits, Mickey Gold busting shapes, special selfie corner by Liz Truss, Robert Javid playing the same tunes again and again and hoping no one notices, Rishi Sunak doing a money drop straight into his old bank account, and Pretty Patel on the door, and if your name's not Dan or another English name, you're not coming in. Christmas Rave Up, 10 Downing Street, tickets only £10,000 donation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.